India was great. I, I found it to be really indescribable. This is that stack of books. Okay, we're starting. We're at Bryant Corner Cafe to talk about books. It's that stack of books. What are we talking about? Well, today we're talking about books coming out in the first half of 2016 that I'm pretty excited about or I think some people here will be pretty excited about. First, I want to say I might start coughing. Um, Did you bring something back from India? I, I, uh, it turns out that Delhi is the most polluted city in the world, worse than Beijing. Wow. Yeah, it's just pretty, pretty awful. And when we left... They had just instituted a plan to cut the cars on the road in half. So if your license plate begins with an odd number, you can just drive every other day and with an even number. Though I have to say that cutting the cars on the road in half would also solve... Oh, yes, solve. right. <laughs> How would you say that? How would you say number that, Number of cars on the road in half. Yeah, right, cutting... <laughs> right. Well, I, I, so I feel a little bit furmished with my cough and... The so weather. if we get if you get verklempt, we'll take over. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we're in the middle of January. Two books um, that I think people will be interested in. Um, the first is a new novel by Elizabeth Strout. Elizabeth Strout um, won the Pulitzer Prize for her novel Olive Kitteridge, which was, which I don't know if I'm supposed to say this in public, but I was one of the judges. Uh, one of the fiction judges for the Pulitzers that year. Um, and that w happened to be, I thought, the best book of the year, so I was very happy. Was that one uh, unanimous? Sometimes you read about these committees or you hear about these judging committees that are really fractious and people hang up on, you know, hang up on each other and call each other names and things like that. We had a really nice threesome who... Uh, you know, we had a lot of respect for one another, I think, and we were pretty much in agreement all the way through. But it was one of the three finalists that we had chosen. And so Elizabeth Strout's new book is called My Name is Lucy Barton. And um, if you don't have it on hold at the library or you haven't gotten it from the bookstore, <laughs> um, but I think that um, you'll find it it's, it's written in a very different style than um, um, Olive Kitteridge or uh, Amy and Isabel, which was my second favorite of her books. Um, she's someone who's very, always, I think, in all of her novels, or in, in the majority of her novels, is really interested in the issue of mothers and daughters um, or, or mothers and their relationship to their children and the whole notion of forgiveness. And both of those play a big part in this novel. It's very spare writing. It's one of those books that, you know, I always think in a book club discussion, what you're really discussing is those white spaces on the page, everything the author hasn't said. And in this in this book, my name is Lucy Barton, there's a lot that the author doesn't say that allows you as the reader to fill in that space. I love that author and so I got first on the list so I already got it from the library. Found this very different which isn't bad. I found the writing very spare like you said which isn't bad but I wasn't sure for me if it was quite as successful. I saw the 
that she intended there to be a lot of white space. I was a little dissatisfied with some, but it's one of those ones where I was like, yeah, this would be good to talk over with somebody because it's either I'm not giving it quite enough credit or it seemed a little bit not as substantial as her other work, I guess. Yeah, what well, I think we should wait a few weeks or a month until other people here have read it and then, and then we can talk about it um, because, because I think you raised some really interesting questions about it. Um, who, who else does that? What other authors do that? Uh, do leave, that kind leave of, the white space, uh, as oh, you put it. Oh, gosh. Um, Michael Ondaatje. I mean, all those writers who just, you know, write just perfect books for book clubs because there's just so much that's left up to the to the reader. Um, I think Richard Russo does that in a lot of space in a lot of, of his books. Susie, you're really active in book groups. What are there some writers that you you think do that I kind of think thing? About that, other ones. She has one. Hi, I'm Lillian, and I was just going to suggest Russell Banks. I think he is an amazing <coughs> writer who leaves a lot of white space and 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 offers a um, chance for his readers to do a lot of think thinking. Lillian, I'm so glad you said you said him because I could not remember Russell Banks's last name. And and that is exactly who I was going to say. Um, Russell Banks, um, all of his books, all of his novels, um, I, I just are such good choices for book discussions. So another book that's coming out in uh, January, it's a first novel. You know, I generally... I love, I love to read first novels because they op- they they um, they're so hopeful in many ways, and you know, and I and I'm filled with hope when I read them that this will be something that I really enjoy. And I actually loved this first novel. It's by um, a woman named Elizabeth Mackenzie, M C capital K E N Z I E, and it's called The Portable Veblen. Um, Veblen, V-E-B-L-E-N, uh, after the the uh, Norwegian depressed Thorsten Veblen. Are you going to call him a depressed economist? Yes, I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I'm a little bit, I, there was a quote today that I read by a writer named Rick Moody, and he said something like, um, he's a little tired of all of these realist novels. And I think that I'm feeling that same way, that I, I think I have enough realism in my life, you know, uh, with, with November coming up all too soon, um, that I want something a little bit different. And I want something a little bit quirky. This novel is a little bit quirky, which I think you could probably tell from the title, uh, The Portable Veblen, you know. Um, so the main character is a young woman named Veblen, um, and she's engaged to a neurologist, and it, it's a book that is both very funny and includes such things as um, corporate malfeasance in the um, medical industrial complex and difficult family relationships and um, a young woman who believes she can communicate with squirrels I found absolutely works so well. So I would say, you know, there's probably not a lot of people waiting for this book yet. 
<laughs> so get it on your list. Uh, you put it on reserve right now. Um, another book that is another novel that's coming out, and I concentrated on novels in this list. We can talk about the nonfiction another time. Uh, there's a novel coming out called When We Why We Came to the City by a guy named Christopher Jansma, Christopher with a K. And it's about a group of friends who the city is, you know, you can no doubt guess New York or Brooklyn. Um, and it's, um, it's about uh, four friends and what happens to them in, in, in their life in the city. You read that? As young people. I did. And why, why did that one uh, well, make it to the list? I'm glad you asked because here's why. Because it's written in the same style, in the same, um, the same we, you know, like we came to the city, we did this, we did that. Um, which is the way that Joshua Ferris wrote his book, Then We Came to the End. I don't know if anybody read that. Oh my gosh. Lillian, didn't you read that? Oh, good. Um, so, you know, I'm very bad at English grammar, so I never know what that tense, what that, um, you know, it's not Future. first, is it is second it? person we came to? First person, thank you, Susie. First, what was it? First person, plural. Yeah, we. And, I, and if you haven't read Then We Came to the End, I, you know, it's about five years old. Um, it was his first novel, and it's just absolutely wonderful. A takeoff on a, a, a very funny satire of um, the, the fall of a company and the people who are working in it. Um, so, I, I know there are a lot of people who are wonderful cooks here, I am not one, but, um, or who are interested in that, I am not one, uh, but there is a, a, a novelization of the life of MFK Fisher coming out, and she was a very interesting woman. Um, so it's called The Arrangement, and it's by a writer named Ashley Warlick, W-A-R-L-I-C-K. And I've read one of Ashley, at least one of Ashley Warlick's earlier novels and, um, and enjoyed it. I'm curious about the MFK Fisher. If you're neither a cook or an eater, what, uh, no. what attracted you to a novelization of her, war of her life? Oh, no. I mean, some of these books are not books that I'm particularly interested in, but I think other people will be. So this is a very generous look. I see. At what's Did you read out. that book? No, no, I have not read oh, that book. I see. That is a very generous look. I, 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 <laughs> I am, Steve, a very generous person. Okay, March. March. Um, there's a book called, uh, there's a writer named Jim Harrison. Some, you know, Jim Harrison. Did you ever interview him, Steve? No. Oh, no. Did you? No. no. Uh -uh. He doesn't do, uh, do that too much. Well, so Jim Harrison is. Um, uh, um, Jim Harrison has a long writing career, uh, writes about uh, Native Americans, and um, is just wonderful. My favorite book of his is called Dalva, which I just thought was just absolutely wonderful, although I led a book club once with it, and I was the only person in the group who did think it was wonderful. It's generally agreed that what Jim Harrison, I mean, what he does best is write novellas. And his new collection is called The Ancient Minstrel. And it's a collection of three novellas. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, a, a book coming out in March 
<coughs> that I did read, um, which I thought was just so beautifully written and so painful to read, is called The Year of the Runaways by a man named Sun Sunjeev Sahota, S-A-H-O-T-A. And it was on the Booker, the Man Booker shortlist um, and is now going to be available, the 2015 Man Booker shortlist and is now published in the United States. And it's the story of three young men who, who are Sikhs who come from India to Britain illegally and try to make their, make, make their way um, as illegals in Britain. It's very, um, and, and what the author does is tell each of these, each of these men's stories and then um, interweaves them and then kind of goes back and forth so you see what led them to coming to the United States, to the United States, what led them to come, to, to go to Britain, how they got there, what happened to them, and then what, what is going to happen to them in, in the little bit ahead of where we're reading it. I, the writing is absolutely gorgeous, but oh, oh, the lives of these guys. I mean, it just, the lives of these, of these young men um, really will just break your heart. So if you're in the mood for that, have at it. Okay, um, another author who I have really liked her novels a lot is a woman named Dana Spi... I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I'm thinking Spiata, S-P-I-O-T-T-A. Um, and she's, um, she has a new novel called Innocence and Others, which I'm just beginning... Um, I'm just starting. I'm going to go home from this and, you know, read it tonight uh, and looking forward to that. And one more, one more book that I really am looking forward to reading because I, I just got a copy yesterday. There's a thriller writer named Chris Pavone, P-A-V-O-N-E, and he has a new novel called Travelers. And, uh, you know, his books, his first two novels... Um, are really just great page turners, and I highly, highly recommend them to um, to anyone who wants to kind of get out of the world that we're in and go someplace on this fast ride. Chris Pavone. You know, I have a question. Did everybody wrote. I saw all of you writing these down. So Nancy, as our descriptor. What one of the, one of these books intrigues somebody? Everybody say, "Oh, I'm reading that book." Anybody want to give me that? Because uh, I'm just curious about how a description of a book prompts us to then that's read a, the book. That's so, did, that's so what'd you write down that you liked? Uh, probably the Martel, the antidote. I want to read uh, Delva. I will read, and I would. Uh, and the Chris Pavone sounds really interesting. His, to me. Start with his first book, The Expat. Did anybody else write one down they thought, oh, I'm reading that? I'm Lillian. I'm definitely going to read The Year of Runaways. It sounds like my book, the book that I should read. Well, I'm with Lillian Judy. I'm going to read The Year of the Runaways. I think the whole issue of 
immigrants uh, is so much with us that I really want to read their story. Can I ask Nancy's opinion about another travel-related book? So my daughter and I are going to be going to Italy, and I haven't read that. I think it's a quartet now of novels by the woman from Naples. I see it all over the place. Elena, what's her name? Bronte. Yeah. Bronte. I see it all over the place, and I have not yet tackled that quartet. Should I or shall I Let's choose other options? Su <laughs> Susie, you, you just finished. I just finished the fourth one. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm a little glad to be rid of those people, oh. but I <laughs> wanted to see what happened to them. So you should read the first one okay. and decide for yourself. With that many words, they're uneven, of course. I, I'm a Nova book about that I thought was really great about Italy. I don't know the author. It's called The Fine Italian Hand, and it's it's kind of about just the Italians and the Italian culture and the subtleties of the culture that might look like what we do, but there's really a huge amount of difference. And I, I really that book really helped me a lot when I was in Italy. Susie, again, back back to Linda Ferrante. There are people who think that that she's the Italian Jane Austen. So read it with that in mind, very much microcosm. Thank you. I have a question. <clears throat> have, have you read Geraldine Brooks' new book? I, I have not read Geraldine Brooks's new book. Um, the Secret Chord. Yeah, the Secret Chord. And I'm not sure that I'm going to read it. I have a sample to uh -huh. see on my Kindle. Uh -huh. And what, what about, did you, have you read it I yet? I haven't read it yet. What about Chris Bahalian's The Guest Room? I started The Guest Room last night and for some reason, it just did not capture me. Now, I loved, 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 loved Chris Bojalian's early books, um, The Midw Midwives, do you remember? That was absolutely wonderful. And then he kind of lost me. And I remember years later writing a review for the Seattle Times in which I said how disappointed I was with this book and how much I had admired him. And he sent me a letter that said, um, and you can imagine I was not happy to get, you know, to look at the letter from Chris Bojillian, but then in the letter he said he was so sorry that he had disappointed me, which I thought was just so gracious. Robin, what's this, what's this uh, Richard Shankman book? Rick Shankman is the editor of the History News Network, a former investigative reporter, and wrote a book a few years back called Just How Stupid Are We About Elections and Why People Vote the Way They Do. He has a new book that just came out called Political Animals, How Our Stone Age Brain Gets in the Way of Smart Politics. And I haven't read the book yet, but I know that Rick did a lot of research on psychology and on uh, neuroscience, and he's a historian as well, so he gives a lot of context on why people vote the way they do and how they make political decisions and how they're not necessarily rational. He doesn't mention Trump in the book, but a critic says that Trump probably used this as a guide for his campaign. It gets a lot into how anger, uh, ethnocentrism, hatred fire people up about politics and engage them. Anybody else have any books? All right, one more. All right, okay, one more. Justin Cronin who um, years and years ago uh, began a mammoth series of, of, uh, of vampire, <laughs> man-made vampires, not, uh, you know, not, not the typical horror vampire, but man-made because of drugs gone bad. 
if you will. Uh, wrote, his first book was called The Passage um, and has the third book out this May. And I'm very excited about that. I'm surprised you like man-made vampire horror books. Well, I'll tell you, um, Justin Cronin's first two books were exactly what we would call literary fiction. And what he did was take the horror genre and write a literary novel uh, that fits into that very, very, very nicely. Um, Lillian, I know, has read them. Great characterization. He's a world builder. And it's pretty terrifying. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I would say, though? I mean, these books are really long. I'm, I, you know, I'm thinking, I'm, trying, I'm thinking like at least 600 pages, maybe more, um, both the first two. And what I would do, if, if this interests you at all, is I would actually wait until the third book is, is out, and then I would start reading them. Because, they're, you know, what I found... Even with the Harry Potter books, um, let alone the George R. R. Martin books, is that every time a new one came out, I would have to go back and reread all the other ones up to that point um, so I could get caught up in my mind. And I, um, so I, I, I don't think many people have it in them time-wise um, <laughs> to reread the passage. So I would wait until the third one comes out. Just my advice, take it or leave it. Louise Erdrich has a new book coming out. Don DeLillo has a new, a new book coming out. Um, Richard Russo has a new book coming out. Annie Prue has a new book coming out. Ann Tyler has a new, a new book coming out. Now, 2016 is the year of the big writer. <laughs> it's a big, big, big year. We'll talk about all those because I know you're going to start, um, you're going to start reading everything and then Next time we'll talk about what you're reading. And I'm looking forward to it. Bryant Corner Cafe, that stack of books. Thank you.